Yes, we back, guys. We back, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Theorist Lounge, episode two. They never thought we would make it. Ha, we back. So, yeah, guys. Um, how you doing, guys? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, happy Friday, happy Friday. I'm in a particularly good mood this morning. Uh, I don't know. The sun just does that to me. It's been a cold winter. It's been a cold winter. <clears throat> Why I'm also in a particularly good mood is because the numbers returned, guys. <laughs> the numbers have returned from our first episode and we did 10 times better than the initial projection I gave on the first episode. <laughs> I think we can give ourselves a round of applause. I think we can give ourselves a round of applause, guys. Like, that means so much to me. Like, I'm even embarrassed that I projected such low numbers. <laughs> I'm, I'm embarrassed that I projected such low numbers for our first episode. But um, that's, that's just, uh, what is it? Uh, expectations or, or, or maintaining expectations. So I'm even happier to do episode two because I expected it so low thank you to everybody who shared the episode you guys uh it meant a lot to me to see that uh, conversations were being had and everybody that inboxed me everybody that that talked about you know we had an honest conversation about what was said uh on the reflection of the 2020 year uh in particular i'd like to uh note one listener who said uh Buyani, you know when you said, uh, it's crazy, had you not gotten educated, you would have been one of those boys in the in the hood uh, that would have been perpetuating rape culture. And she said, there's still guys that are well-educated out there. <clears throat> there's still guys that are well-educated out there and still rape women and still do the things. So um, I thought that was an interesting take. I didn't even look at it from that perspective. I thought like, you know, education just saved me or whatever. And there's still people who know better and still do those things, which is just, yeah, even worse. That, that's pure evil. When you know better and you, you still do something like that. Yeah, so uh, shout out to her. Uh, that was Carabo in Switzerland who sent that. Uh, so thank you for listening, by the way. Uh, now, today we have <clears throat> two guests uh, with us today. Uh, I promised you guys that we'll be talking about Leon Schuster. And this topic has been had uh, all over in my household, guys. It's been a week debate and talk. And um, it's, it's been heated conversations over and over. And just so off, you know, off the bat, <laughs> where I stand on this. But before, before we even go over there, let's let's for those who don't know uh, what's going on with Leon Schuster, what's 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 this? Um, about six days ago or five days ago, Showmax announced that they will be removing six films of Leon Schuster of Showmax because of racial sensitivity. Uh, they, they reviewed, uh, they're going back because of this whole Black Lives Matter and everything that's happening across the world. They are now reviewing their films and every film, uh, Leon Schuster had six films where perhaps he was appearing to be in blackface. Now, uh, 
that 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 is the whole controversy. So 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 Showmax has removed six films from Leon Schuster, claiming they are racially insensitive. And um, I have Matabu Bila here with me, as I promised you guys. Uh, and I also have Nyeledi Bila, who's my sister. Uh, Matabu Bila, maybe most of you guys will know her as uh, an actress on television. And then Nyeledi Bila is, uh, holds uh, an honors, right? You have an honors, ne? <laughs> I'm your brother and I don't even know. Uh, she has an honors in education. What did you uh, specifically um, major in? Uh, can, can I just give them a second to, to switch on their mics and get ready for us? Get ready for us. Oh, there we are. There we go, ladies. Uh, so, Nyeliti, what honors do you have in education? Is that mm. specific or is it just education? I have an honors in education, law management policy. Oh, okay. I feel a bit stupid now. What, what does that mean? Can you please elaborate? Um, it was basically, it deals with um, laws and policies within the educational systems, um, children's rights, teachers' rights, um, and all the policies developed within education. So teachers have rights? Yes. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that the kids were the boss over there. No, teachers have rights, children have rights. It's just a matter of knowing your rights as a teacher and as a student. And do you have power to like influence those rights and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, basically you do. I mean, if you don't know your rights, you don't know where to draw the line with certain things. And in a school environment, you have to know because often learners and teachers um, take advantage of the position. And you have to know as a teacher, okay, this is what I won't allow to happen in my classroom and I have certain rights um, also amongst the staff and amongst the principals and whatever. You just need to know how to protect yourself as a teacher with students, learners, your colleagues and whatnot. Okay, that's that's cool. That's cool. So uh, <clears throat> now me and you uh, have been on the opposite fence. Where I feel, and guys, uh, please be in check. Uh, please be in check with in regards to the theorist lounge, right? So we are on just talk with uh, just talk on the theorist lounge, which means we are open to thought. So if my ideas clash with your ideas, doesn't mean that you need to shun me. Don't put cancel culture on me. We are here to think and talk our thoughts, and that's how we build a better society. That's how we we become greater as a society. That we can have opposing thoughts. And have conversations about those. And then we can uh, uh, have honest debates and grow. Otherwise, the whole nation will be stupefied if we all just, you know, on one one thought pattern. Okay, so I'm going to say it off the bat. When I heard these news, I was like, no. Uh, I feel like Leon Schuster wasn't being racist. Uh, personally. Uh, don't shun me, guys. Don't hit me with the rocks. If anything, I even told my wife, I said, looking back at it with this, with this specific light and lens, yes, they were racially insensitive. But did he do it on purpose? I don't think so. I don't, th I don't think it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a conscious thing this man did saying, I want to make fun of black people. 
me personally. So Nyeleti, uh, you 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 and Matawo uh, <laughs> debated me uh, very roughly, uh, and we had honest talks about that. So can you can you please elaborate? Uh, I'll have Nyeleti's take first, and then we'll get to Matawo. Uh, take second, and then yeah. So 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 have have a talk. Let's hear. Um, from my perspective, um, when I heard the news, I wasn't really surprised. I was actually quite surprised that they only see it now in 2020 that his movies were in fact racially insensitive. Um, I feel like they should have been removed long time ago. I just think as South Africans, the reason why some people are not okay with his movies being removed is because we grew up on his movies and that was comedy for us growing up. I mean, the, the first movie I can think of of Leon Schuster is um, Zulu, Zulu on My Stoop, right? Yes, yes, yes. And that was, that was a good movie. It was quite funny. Um, I didn't see any racial insensitiveness in that specific movie. However, there are several movies of Leon Schuster that I just side-eyed over the years. And I had a problem specifically in movies where he had blackface on, especially the ones where he portrayed black women, where he acted as a caricature of black women um, wearing fake boobs, big bums and just acted stupid. In my opinion, I viewed it as making movies fun. Movies like Mama Jack. Yes, movies like Mama Jack. Okay. I feel like he was making fun of black women. Yeah, I don't know what okay. Matabo... Let's, let's have Matabo, let's hear her take on this. <laughs> you want to know my take? Um, you talk about him not being conscious about it. Mm -hmm. um, you said... You don't think um, he was conscious about being that he was offending anyone or he was being racist. Yes. And I remember the last time we had a conversation about this. And I told you the problem is that, for me, the problem is that, that he was not conscious about it. And yet, they were still racist. The problem I feel we have here in South Africa is that People are born under race, racist circumstances, under parents who are racist, under, you know, and some things they are taught to them. Without them, it's like, I made an example, like if, if you've been taught as a child that when you get to people's places, do not get there and, you know, open their fridge and jump on their beds. Mm -hmm. It's something you were brought up knowing throughout your entire life. And it's something that you're going to practice and it's something that's embedded in you. And you're not going to do it consciously. Like you don't get to someone that's like, okay, I need to behave, I need to sit. It, it's something that just naturally happens because it's something that's been embedded to you from a young child. And I think with them, it's, it's, it, it becomes unconscious racism. So it was an unconscious racism. I think it was unconscious racism. I don't blame him for it. Mm. I feel he grew up under such circumstances. I don't know who he's upbringing and whatnot, but I mean, hey, he's a white man. Let me <laughs> this is the issue I had. <clears throat> I feel like I am complicit. When you are saying Leon Schuster was being racist, I remember, I remember years and years, I'm, I'm talking about 2002 to 2006, all the way to 2010, where every time Leon Schuster came out with a film, the cinemas would be packed. 
my friends would talk about it at school. We'd be like, we're going to go see Leon Schuster. And, you know, and from, because um, I know a bunch of Leon Schuster films uh, from, I think, Millennium Menace, right? The ha 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 ha. I think there was blackface in there, well, you, you know. Um, but, like, it was never, like, it was, he was poking at everybody. And South Africa loved that. It was our form of relief. And Leon Schuster came really mainly after um, the Rainbow Nation when, mm. when, 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 when we were all coming out, you know, we are all equal, we are all free and we got to look at each other. And I think through his comedy, he made us look at each other. He did make us look at each other. But you must remember that we were also coming out from oppression. And you can't tell me that since, oh, now we're free, we live in, we live in democracy, our, our, our minds are not as messed up. I mean, they conditioned, they conditioned us to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we've always known the white man to be superior. Mm -hmm. And if the white man is posing and is entertaining us and whatnot, that's what we still know and that's what we'll still follow. And even if he's discriminating us, we won't see anything, about, we won't see anything wrong about it. So you're saying we, we didn't know... We know as a people mm -hmm. we were still conditioned we were just coming real we fresh out of apartheid and it, it was okay for us i mean even if we had come out and there was democracy doesn't mean that racism was not happening around south africa it, it, it's a journey and we was we were going on that journey and we were watching his movies and they were entertaining to us and that's what we actually even had to our disposal you know my thing is uh we cannot shun him. We cannot say you are no longer wanted in this industry. Um, don't work here. And, and, and I, I, I feel like, is, is, it, is it too much for me? I, I, I really th don't think. Because, hey man, like this man put in a lot into this industry, into the, the South African film industry, hey? Um, to say we, we, we're going to cancel him and so on, I, I feel like that would be a huge injustice, especially to the legacies worked so hard for, because nothing came easy as well, by the way. Uh, but um, obviously he's rich and all of those things, and he has his things, but I, I'm just saying, like, for, for, for art, for, 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 for the sake of art, I, I'm, I'm thinking, let, let, us, let us have an honest conversation with Leon and... Um, maybe upon the lens that we are looking at it now, we're saying it was wrong and can he not do it again? And if we, we having that type of conversation, uh, I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm basically saying let's, let's, let's continue. You know, I, the, the sad thing is that this is a very difficult um, conversation for us because um, he, he entertained us and, you know, it, it wasn't, we loved him as a people and it's, it's, it's hard to detach ourselves from him and knowing that we used to cheer up for his things. But can we excuse him? No. I don't think it's excusable. It's racism. And we're at a time where, yes, as black people, we are becoming woke and we are be starting to become aware of the little things that we as a people have led, um, hap allowed to happen to us. Mm. And if tables were turned, they wouldn't allow such things to be done to them. They, they wouldn't have allow for them to be mocked like that. We have allowed it as people. And guys, I feel this is a process for us as black people we need to go through to start, I don't know if this is a word, but deconditioning ourselves from what we've always 
known to be live. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> as I said, it, it, it needs to start somewhere. But I have a quote from him here. He says, if the content caused anyone harm, then I don't want to do it. You know, then I don't want to do it. I, I really genuinely don't think this man did it from a place of... No, malice. I also don't feel that he did it from a place of malice. But the representation, Muyani, is the problem for me. The representation, because we sit and we watch those things. You understand that when we watch something, it works with you psychologically. But I'll give it, you, it, when you're saying, like, uh, let me give you an example with Zulu on my stoop. I remember this uh, film so well. If you, if you remember the context of it, he actually gave us consciousness to racism inside. Definitely, he did. About a young black boy and a young white boy who were best friends, but then through outside limits, uh, the world came in and, 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 and proved the prejudice and, and, and bigotry. And, and you, you remember that scene where Zulu goes on, you know? And, and how he eventually even raised, uh, was it Nandi or Naledi? Uh, yeah, and so on and so on. These films, you know, and, and I'm not saying all his conscious. films were, were all of them were were discriminate were discriminating black people. You know, mm -hmm. for me, as I said to you the last time, I I, I don't remember much of Zulu and Like it's 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 vague to me. Mm. But the ones that I remember, like Mama Jack, as Nyeleti said, mm. that was on another level. Yeah, Sitting back today, place. and I watched Mama Jack. Mm. I remember Mama Jack. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said to you, why didn't a black woman play that character? Mm. It could have been better maybe if a black woman played because those were the those were, were the things that he had drawn up as to be a black woman. And in society he saw that this it is what makes of your black mama in society. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Which is not the case. The mammy type. The mammy Which is type. not the case. Yeah. It, it's different no, everywhere. I hear you. I also look at them. I, I look back and I think and I'm like, hey, yeah, it's an L. It's a, it's a serious L. But um, again, I think, yeah, maybe we agree. What, what do you think, Nyeleti? Um... I, I think, like I said, I had a problem with the blackface. I agree with you when you say we shouldn't completely close them out to the industry, but I feel he should acknowledge that some of the work that he did was racist, and then we can move on when he has acknowledged that some of his work was racist. I want to know, when did Leon Schuster get the idea of doing a blackface character because I'm sure he didn't see that from, um, he didn't just come up with it from the top of his head. He's seen the works of blackface before. He's seen the stereotypes mm. and that's how he came up with it. The history of blackface was basically making fun of black people, portraying racial stereotypes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then how do you, then take something that was used to shun black people and to make fun of black people. And now you're going to say you're trying to build a rainbow nation and trying to create, include, um, include people. If you want to include people, then get black actors to do it. You don't have to portray someone. And we know, guys, the issue of race is very sensitive. You, you don't have to play a black person, act stupid and do all, all sorts of those things just to be funny. He could be funny without painting himself black. 
And I think for me, you know, especially in film, film plays a major role in, in our society and how we depict ourselves as a people, you know, because it's most of the time a representation of life. And who are, who, who's sitting there and watching these things? The people. Yeah. Our kids. Yeah. If you ask me the question, now, will I allow my child to watch Mama Jack? Yes, but I will explain to my child that this, these are the things that are bad about Mama Jack. Yeah. This is what you should take and this is what you shouldn't take from Mama Jack. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I will be bringing up a black child and they need to know they and understand their worth within the society that we live in. Because as much as we are saying that um, we have democracy, oh, we're living in a we're not living in a rainbow nation, guys. That is a lie. There are so, we still live. There is still racist issues within our society, you know. And we need to make people, especially black people, aware of that. That you you. We, we, we let, we, we've been taught to be accustomed to certain things and we've learned to be, let's be okay with it. Let's be okay with it, you know, because it's a psychological thing. And I'm glad that we are slowly becoming aware and people who, who hold higher ranks are aware that this is a problem and this is something they need to deal with. Yeah, I think we should also give a shout out to Showmax for like, uh, <laughs> they, 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 they caught it quick before the people could say, hey. You know, I think um, they have some smart people out there that <laughs> they nipped it under the bud before. Because um, once it got to the people, the people would have uh, requested and then it would have been a whole bigger thing. But then now I have uh, an article I'm looking at right here. And tell me what you guys think about this. Still on Leon Schuster. Leon Schuster says Netflix is interested in a new Mr. Bones movie. So... And over there, obviously, um, Leon Schuster plays a white Sangoma, which would be looking like appropriation. Yes. Uh, what does that say about whether Netflix or Leon Schuster, uh, that he would even continue such a character or Netflix is interested in such a movie? And would people watch? Are we going to boycott or what's going to happen? And also, before you even answer... Question, the main question here is, have we become more sensitive as a people? Are we too much of a sensitive nation in the name of wokeness? Or, 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 or are we just being truthful and honest and saying this hurts? And think about a movie like Mr. Bones. I, I just think about it and I just think funny things or whatever, you know. You know, I, I also think very funny things when I think of Mr. Bones because I've watched it a couple of times. Uh-huh. But now, you know, when you, you, you we sit back and you, 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 to think, you know, I, I'm actually sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, actually, like, I, I never saw problems like this with Mr. Bones. I'm thinking of myself as a young child sitting, watching it. Mm-hmm. And now when you even bring up that, oh, um, he was playing a, a white sangoma. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. He was even a white sangoma, you know? Those are the things that are coming back to me. Mm-hmm. And understanding how we as a people have been taught that sangoma is related to witchcraft mm-hmm. and how that is black magic and it's, and it's dark and it's, and, and it's, you know, and what has made that become that way, the Eurocentric ways. 
you know, mm. of how to believe and worship in God and whatnot, you know. Mm. And for me sitting here and, and thinking about Leon Schuster playing a sangoma, for me, more than anything, it's like he's mocking. It, 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 he's mocking our style of the way we used to pray as a people before we were introduced to the Eurocentric way of, 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 of understanding God. Do you understand? Because, oh my goodness, that is another very sensitive debate in itself, you know? Mm -hmm. But he, he, the Sangoma was very playful. The Sangoma was, was quite a, a joke and, 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 and <laughs> made silly little funny things. And, you know, but that's, that's not our, pro that, that just the way he portrayed Sangoma and the perception of a Sangoma was very gimmicky. And that's just how we would understand if you watch that, it's how you understand, oh, that's a Sangoma in South Africa. That, that, it, it was very playful, and, and I think that's very insensitive to, to us as a people and, and the Sangoma nation, because, I mean, that's a deeper type so, of so, level of... So you don't think um, we're a bit maybe too sensitive? Um, I think we have become more sensitive, but I think it's for a reason, because black people have constantly being beaten down, being made fun of. And there's a certain time where we need to say, okay, guys, this is enough. You know, we are not a joke. We are not something to be made fun of. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the whole Sangoma thing, it is cultural appropriation. And I feel like in America, it's more of a bigger thing where um, the whole Kim Kardashian thing, wearing braids, they don't even want her to wear braids because it's like she's taking from the black culture, yeah, appropriation, she's appropriating yeah. uh, it. The whole kimono thing um, where she took the kim kimono name and from Japan and whatnot. The same thing Leon Schuster is doing. Now that, I would want to know how the Sangoma community feels about that. I feel like as a person, I can't say much about uh, it. Obviously, they won't like it though. Yeah, they won't. It is cultural. But playing a, a Sangoma as a obviously white man. they won't like it. As a white man. It, 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 and making it a joke. Yeah. You know? But like, Because it's, you know, it's comedy, someone's comedy, religion. Comedy is, is funny when, you know, it points fingers at people and says, look at this and look at that. And it's never, when you're the butt of the joke, it's never funny. But, it's funny out everywhere else. Then why didn't he get a black sangoma? Because it wouldn't be funny then. The, 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 the key concept here as a filmmaker, I'm thinking, um, would be a white boy turns into a do you Okay, let me ask you then. Do you think if, let's say he never made Mr. Bones. It's a, it's a fish if, Let's say he never concept. made Mr. Bones at all. Yes, right? yes. And then he makes Mr. Bones in this day and age, right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think he would have chosen, he would have casted the Mr. Bones differently, the sangoma differently? Do you think the, the Sangoma would still be a white man? I think so. It's a fish out of water concept. Every film, every film like that is a fish out of water concept is, is, is funny. When uh, Mr. Doubtfire by, what's his name? Uh, the, the late, uh, great, uh, now I'm forgetting, uh, Robin Williams. You know Mr. Doubtfire? Where he goes into, it's, it's exactly like Mama Jack. It's where he goes into a house uh, to babysit his kids as a, 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 a female, as a, as, a, as a little big mama. But mm -hmm. he, he, uh, she's not wearing white face, you know. Uh, a fish out of water concept is um, somebody who's a nerd, 
that goes into the underground criminal world. You get what I'm saying? It's somebody that doesn't belong there. That's, 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 you know, that's, that's just the filmmaker term, terminology where, 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 where people are just, you know, in, out of their element and they have to make it make their way through. So I don't think Mr. Bones works if it's just a black sangoma. Maybe I, I look, I'll have to relook the film, but I, I, I don't think it would work as well. You get what I'm saying? It, 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 it won't work. That's I, I, the I funny think you're saying that because you, you've watched it. You know, you, you share certain, certain sentiments to it, towards it, you know, mm. like any other person. But I'm just saying, Gore, like, now I'm speaking tongue. <laughs> it's fine. No, um, it, it, it's, it's a very difficult one. I, I, I feel like we, unfortunately for him, we as black people are just at a place where we have woken up and we are very much aware of what has been affecting us as a people and we've been the playground for many people you know so everything is bound to be sensitive towards us okay you know it, it's bound to be because you realize that the things that were okay for you in the past you realize that right now you're like how could i have let that happen you know okay. for an example i remember while growing up I was once visited at my aunt's complex and I was I befriended a a, a, a white girl and a and a colored girl. And I remember when I introduced myself, I said, My name is Matawa. They're like, What? And they they struggled pronouncing the name. And I was like, they were like, Don't you have another name? And I was like, Oh, okay, I have a second name, and my second name is Lucy. And from then on, they started calling me Lucy. And I remember there was a time they stood outside my, my aunt's townhouse and they kept saying Lucy, Lucy. And they called for a long time because but I was like, who are they calling Lucy, you know? Because I, I don't use that name. I don't, you know, I, I've never really mm, identified myself with that name. It's just the second name my mother gave me. Yeah. Which was my grandmother's name. I still respect the name. But it, it took a while for me to register that, oh, Lucy, it's me, you know? Mm. But it was very funny to, to be around that and, and allow that to happen and be okay with it. That I have, to, I have to choose name. a name that I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not used to so that I can accommodate certain people, so that we, we can be friends and be, and be okay and be comfortable around each other. Why can't you be comfortable with, with learning how to pronounce matabo and say it properly? Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And those are one of the things that, that we have suffered from and that we still suffer from as a people. So for us to be complaining about these things and, 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 and being happy when such things are shut down, it's, it's, it's not us just being sensitive. We've suffered so much. You know, and the sad thing is that sometimes you realize that you suffered and you, you are not even aware that you are suffering. And only now you're like, oh, my goodness, this was wrong. Old, you know, and those are the things I'm telling you that the, 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 the problem is the unconscious racism. That is what people need to step out of, you know. Be conscious of the little things that you think you are not doing wrong. That unconsciousness is the biggest problem because it means that you were fed and it was okay with you to I do get so. You. So in conclusion is we are not too sensitive. We need, uh, 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 people need to be more sensitive towards the topic. I think uh, that's where we're going to leave it for now uh, on this Leon Schuster topic for today. Uh, I just have one last question for my table. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here? Uh, so 
man, you did something this week that the world still doesn't know. And I'd like an exclusive. I'd like an exclusive on my podcast because I'm using my privilege. Male, pri- <laughs> it's not male privilege. It's husband privileges being being uh, taken in. So, and I feel super bad because I lost the footage of you doing this thing, right? When you announced, when you told me a month ago that you want to do one, two, three, I was like, don't do it. Please don't do it. And then eventually you're like, I'm doing it. And I was like, man, it's your, it's your, it's your body, man. You can do whatever you want with it. And then I, I documented it. So Matabo, uh, those who know you will know you as the lady from uh, Kiani Land of Blood. We'll know you from Bones of My Bones. Or we'll know you from whatever we've done together at Artsake, right? And those who know you from, uh, what do you call it, a television standpoint, know you as the dreadlocked lady. And you cut your hair, bro. Why did you cut your hair, bro? (laughs) I was sick and tired of it. (laughs) You were sick and tired of it. Mm. Really? Yeah, I just felt like I needed a change. Like, it just, I didn't enjoy my hair anymore. Mm. I wasn't... I wasn't embracing it as much as I, I, I used to embrace it. I wasn't enjoying just having my hair and loving it as much as I loved it. I wasn't even taking care, taking care of it that much anymore. Mm. And I was just like over it. Like it, it was something I've been thinking about doing for a very long time. And I just decided it just needs to go. I need to start afresh. So, yeah. What, what did it mean to you as a um, woman of color? on television, having dreadlocks, uh, the representation, you know, uh, did it hold you back at some point you felt? Did it, I, I, did I it felt make you stand out a bit more? It, d- it did make me stand out. I mean, <clears throat> um, not to be braggadocious or anything, but I, I, I feel I had good hair. I had, I had good dreadlocks. My mm. dreadlocks look good, you know, and they made me stand out. I mean, I had dreadlocks that were long. It's my natural hair. You know, you, you push more of that natural thing going you know, mm. on. But to be honest, on screen for me, I, I mean, with my career path, I feel they were very limiting. And I think it was that thing that I was also so attached to them. Like I always tell people that I never cut my hair, I never cut my hair. But, you know, after Gianni, I realized that actually they, they kind of, um, kind of an obstacle, you know, in my career path. You know, because it, it will be hard to handle them, you know, when, when um, I have to transition into a certain um, type of person. It, 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 it kind of, they kind of limited me, you know, mm. as to what they can do with my hair, you know, hairstyles and whatnot. It kind of... What characters you can play. What characters I can play. Maybe you couldn't play the Slate Queen or something you like know, that. You know, so I just felt like maybe they have to go, you know. Maybe it's something I need. I think it's just a journey for me and it's growth. And I feel like um, as an actress, I need to be able to... I mean, I'm, I'm expected to play different roles. And I feel like I, I won't always be given the dreadlocks rolls. But I have them aside in case I need to take them out. And <laughs> so you will put them back <laughs> and on. And put them, if I need to, if it's for a character, definitely I'll put them but back on. But then personally. But personally for me, not now. You, not now. No, I won't put them back on. So it's a big deal for me because I've always known you with dreadlocks. Yeah, you I made met me you with, with dreadlocks. dreadlocks. Uh, <laughs> and then I married you with dreadlocks. <laughs> and then now you're cutting your and hair. And you always be like, <laughs> you cut those dreadlocks, I'll divorce I'll you. I'll divorce you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so how do the, you feel the, the with papers, my No, change? the papers are coming in. Don't worry, Luena. <laughs> you bridged contract. Ah, whatever. I'm, I'm telling you, you bridged contract. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm kidding. You look so beautiful. 
um you know uh as as we had both thought like subconsciously we thought like people would be like uh Where's your hair? What, 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 what? And people still recognize you on the streets and so on. And they don't even ask don't about even your ask hair. They don't even ask about my hair. And, and I'm like, we thought you, your hair was such a huge definition yeah. of who you are. And, yeah. and this is testament to... I'm not my hair. You're not your hair. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's the nice thing about this, that you... you yeah, really and, and I've always and, been and in conflict with that, with that phrase, like, I'm not my hair. And I always felt like, but I'm my hair. You know, like, my hair just defines a lot about me. But yeah. now cutting it, I realized that uh, it really didn't take a lot yeah. from me. It, 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 it I'm, took I'm nothing. Still, yeah. In this fact, actually brought growth. And that's the anything. story of Samson, right? Yeah. Because at the end, he finds strength within himself. Within, yeah, definitely. That's where, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the hair was what, was, uh, uh, what made him stand out. And that was the gift from God and so on and so on. But the true gift, the, the, the mightiest strength he presented was when he, he caused four pillars to fall. Right? He caused four pillars to fall with strength from, him, from yeah, himself from without hair. You know? Didn't and didn't his uh, hair grow back? No. Okay. <laughs> ah, this Bible scholar. Oh my God. No, but <laughs> no. <laughs> didn't no. he ask God to give he him the strength, strength, and then, and then his it hair was grew out? No. Was... What? Okay. What Bible are that's, you reading? That's the image. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This chief. <laughs> this chief is not reading our Bible. Chief. Jeff, hey. you find the next thing that like, you are wrong. I'm not gonna say anything because I like, remember vaguely like, of it, it, that's <laughs> fine. I, I remember his hair grew while he was um. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what Bible is this? Are we in the same? Yeah, because he was asking I, God. I, I'll read. Okay. We'll revert. We'll revert. We'll revert. We'll, we'll hold. I that think you both need to go read. This. Yes, we'll read, read and we'll, we'll come back. You'll come I'll back. make sure in episode three. <laughs> so, guys, um, oh man, I didn't announce it. <laughs> For those who are listening, as we are getting closer to the end of the podcast, the podcast will be aired uh, every Monday and Friday. Uh, we've decided at least twice a week, uh, twice a week. So you remember, you know, you touch down Monday, you're with me, you start your week, and then Friday we close it up. Um, next topic, man. Let's briefly touch on this. Uh, there was a taxi strike, eh? This week, there was a big taxi strike. Uh I want us to talk on that. And then I also want to let you know, next week's, uh, next week Monday's topic is the South African unemployment rate hits a record high in South Africa. That's a big debate, uh, not debate, a big talk for me uh, personally, uh, as, as I have a lot of theories uh, and, well, not theories to solve, uh, a lot of places I want to point at. Uh, about our generation and unemployment and what's going on and uh, school still necessary, varsity, I mean, higher education is still necessary or not. Are we wasting money going there when we're going to be unemployed, et cetera, et cetera. So um, taxi strike. Taxis took a strike this uh, <clears throat> this week, a national strike, and uh, we saw pictures of them uh, with soldiers and uh, so just saying, open up the road and everything. We saw all those things. So why were they striking? They're currently receiving 3000 or 3500 uh subsidy from the government after this whole uh, pandemic, COVID-19. And they are looking for 22,000 rand, right, per taxi uh, to relieve because uh, some of them are saying banks... Uh, won't understand, even though uh, banks have stated that they will not repossess taxis because uh, those that were not in arrears 
after uh, the pandemic uh, striked. So me personally, I have a beef with the taxi industry. I'm not going to hide this. Guys, we are being ruled. We've been ruled by taxi, uh, the taxi industry for a very long time. Uh, hey, this industry is deep, guys. They, when Uber came in, when competition, healthy competition came in, and Uber and Taxify and all of those guys came in. Remember these guys, bro. They killed people. They killed people. Uh, they killed Ubers and they killed uh, uh, Taxify's and all of those things. And this is an industry for me personally. Oh, and then it happened again when uh, uh, buses were introduced. Uh, first, it happened in Joburg. Uh, Soweto with is Soweto Riavaya or is it it's Riavaya? Riavaya. Yeah, it happened in Soweto with Riavaya, where they were killing bus drivers and all of those things. And then uh, buses came into Twane, and then uh, they threatened to kill those drivers uh, with Arieng, uh, uh, and Arieng couldn't even enter uh, local townships where buses are actually needed. You get what I'm saying? So buses, the routes that were supposed to be effective and help us who would go to town maybe with like, uh, I don't know, nine rand or five rand or seven rand, something cheap like that. Uh, they wanted us to climb their 12 rand, 14 rand taxis that are still broken down, that are still uh, not in good condition and all of those things. So whenever competition comes in, we have to always consider these guys. I'm so sick and tired of this. Um, when, when, when the how train came, uh, it, it, discussions were had, will it affect us? You get what I'm saying? This industry is old. It's archaic. We can't, we in the 21st century, guys. If there's transport that is to, to, to take us, if I want to move from here to Soshanguve, I'd like to climb one transport. I'd like to climb a train. You get what I'm saying? I'd like to cli climb a train. Can I do that? Can I just climb uh, one train that I'll pay, I don't know, whether 50 rand or whatever, instead of climbing four trains that connect me, connect me to, to, Go to Denebom, connect me to go to town, connect me to go to, uh, uh, what is it in Soshanguve there? Um, the, the, uh, that little four ways of theirs, now my geography. Anyway, and then connect me to go to the WW or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Go transfer, man. Shout out to my transfer people. Sosha, I hear you. Yo, Spiro, I see you, dog. You're listening to my podcast. I hear you, boy. Shout out. Anyway, so. Uh, I'm tired of connecting for taxis, guys. We, we, we are in the 21st century. And the government has let these guys get away with murder for such a long time. For such a long time. I mean, like, first of all, who has ever heard of that much increase? You get what I'm saying? We can't go from Tratao and say, I'm, I'm demanding 22,000. In what workplace are you living in? Workplaces, we ask for 5% increase, 4% increase. What, what astronomical number? I haven't even calculated this. This, this, this number. How much is this that you guys are requesting? Aye, 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 guys. No, 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 no. Chief, let's, let's relax. Let's relax ourselves. Uh, Nyeliti, you want to say something? Um, yeah, like with the whole taxi strike thing, like obviously these people are regular people and it, it diverts back to unemployment. I see the whole taxi association as a gang. These people are gang members. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> the way know. they, they are so violent yeah, towards know. people. And, um, I even know of someone, um, close to me that, um, almost got hurt in mm -hmm. a taxi recently, just a, a few days ago. Um, 
they are gang members and they rule themselves to be honest and the whole unemployment thing we also should look at it because fact is many men that are unemployed go back to becoming taxi drivers because there's nothing else to do so at the end of the day our government system as well is to be blamed because people are trying to be entrepreneurs and then they start their own taxi associations. That's the only type of business most people think of. Transportation, logistics, becoming a taxi driver, buying um, transport. That's, that's a business mindset for them. And unfortunately, we do have a lot of taxi drivers. But now we need to evolve as a country. We can't just rely on taxis alone. Like you're saying, I would rather, if I have the money, call an Uber to go somewhere than to climb three taxis and whatnot. Because but, it's more comfortable and I don't have to interact with other people. Exactly. I don't have to, to, to stop and whatnot. And also safety. Taxi drivers drive reckless. It's a fact. On the maybe, road, yes. Maybe not all of them, but most of them don't drive properly. And no, if they I'm rule using, themselves. If it's I'm their road. We're just visiting Uber. in it. Yeah, but I feel like at the end of the day, if as much as we want to eliminate them, like Genetti said, we need to create a way forward for mm. them. No, no, if, I'm if, not saying eliminate them. I'm saying they must allow healthy competition, Chief. Yeah, they must allow... I can't be the only butchari here selling meat. Yeah, but if we allow healthy competition, it's competition that will affect their pocket. I don't care, guys. We're living in a capitalist country. Yeah, but I'm saying that if we are going to try and Evolve your business. Yeah, let's evolve them also. No, 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 no. no. The only reason why we're saying we are babying each other is because they react with violence towards us. So we are afraid if we don't include them, they're going to react in a certain way violently. And I feel like that is criminal and they People, that's the, yeah, people. man. Guys, our, I'm our not government saying can't... I'm justifying. They are wrong in every way. I myself have had my own squabbles with with <laughs> taxi drivers. drivers. But I'm saying also is that they they also living out of the fear that one day they will be eliminated. No, the and industry. they will be. And when but your, your business saying... is not holding up, that that's just business. If I am making. Uh, cars out of petrol and then Elon Musk comes in with electric cars and says you don't have to buy petrol you can charge in your garage that is a natural a natural healthy evolution of business and then it is up to you as a business to either evolve or you die out that is just how it is. So now, master, I must be like, no, petrol guy, come with me. You know, ish petrol guy, um, ish petrol guy, you know, I won't leave you out. If you're killing the environment, petrol guy, and I want to also charge in my own house, ah, <laughs> uh-uh, bye, petrol guy. We don't need your type of services anymore. You served your service. Yeah, but then, you that's know, it's capitalism. unemployment. Way, and I think ah, that's my biggest thing for them. It's, 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 me, I won't it's, baby them, it's, hey? It's taking I'm care sword. of their families. I'm, I'm not babying them. And I don't justify anything they do. Their laws, they, they run themselves and it's quite irritating. But also within the change that is happening, they must also be included because you must realize that a mo- most of them are actually not even educated. So they won't even know, they don't know much about this transformation and how things need to change. So I think the government needs to include them in the changes that they are making so that they themselves feel comfortable and they can find avenues as to how to go about it and how they can get. I mean, if Ria Vaya is coming in, how can they can take those five taxis and make it into a Ria Vaya, 
you know, type of transport or whatnot and how just put them into the system because at the end of the day, we, we are a country that suffers from unemployment and they are being so defensive because they know that's their only bread. That's what they can survive. No, on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excusing that, you know? but, 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 so, but, 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 but there's this thing, it's called the economy and how it works. Yeah. You know, if somebody came up with a better innovative way, now you have to kill me. Now you have to be a criminal so that you get what I'm saying. Why are you uh, killing uh, Uber yeah, drivers? That, Why that are you is, killing? That, that is like somebody takes their route. Ah, this is my route. Yeah, uh, I know, went terrible. to Gold Reef City yeah. with her friends and boyfriends, and they, they stopped they need, them. They just need to be educated. in their private own taxi and said, "Why are you taking to, a private like, taxi?" They need a proper engagement. Like they need to, they need to. Be engaged I think and, from and from to. from my experiences with them, some of them, I mean, they're good people. I can't say all of them, but from I've had really bad experiences with taxi drivers and i just think they bullies most of them and they're uneducated which that's not something you can really do much about it and the problem is these people own guns they are violent people so what do you do with someone that's not educated and people that have guns and they violent towards people i think just the government must do something okay let's close it there this was the theorist just talk on the theorist lounge thank you guys thank you to my guests thank you to you guys for listening in uh we made it episode two guys episode two i'm telling you we are on to something please share with your friends please share with your family let's have honest conversations i'm i i really am enjoying that we are enjoying this let's build this together i mean we did 10 times the expected projection guys if we can double this if you can share this with your friends family whatever means a lot uh you mean a lot to me your time that you've taken to listen to this guy just theorize thank you guys and we'll be we'll be back We'll be back. We'll be Can back. Can I go sleep now? <laughs> there we go.